Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to Truly Your VA with Janice. Today is Monday, August 1st, you know, the start of a new month. And this time of year, I start to think about the booking, the bookkeeping I did do or perhaps did not do. Yikes, we have so much um, questions to um, ask our amazing guest today. I want to welcome to the Truly Your VA podcast, Morgan Livingston. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited to have you on. As I said, you know, <laughs> the the start of July seems to be, and this may be as well for our, our listeners on the Wisdom app, where I start to kind of go through and think about the bookkeeping that I need to do. I try to be very faithful and make sure I have everything up to date and, and pretty much I do, but I really want to touch upon the bookkeeping aspect because I know that you work with not only online entrepreneurs, but small businesses. So what is the very first thing to do, I would say, when you want to start that type of a business as far as bookkeeping, what would be your suggestion? Where does one start? Just to start a bookkeeping business or to start doing bookkeeping for your business? The, to start keeping track of the, their business stuff as they go okay. through the process. Uh, if you, if, if they haven't begun yet, and if they're just kind of flying by the seat of their pants, um, my, my, the first advice that I will give is to separate business and personal expenses. Um, now that doesn't mean you have to have a business bank account or a business credit card, but even taking a personal credit card or a personal bank account and just using those specifically for business purchases and then your personal stuff on other accounts. That would be the the very first thing to do is to make sure that those are separate. Um, the next thing that you would want to do is even if you don't have uh, like an accounting program like QuickBooks or FreshBooks, um, keeping track on an Excel spreadsheet, um, keeping track of you know, the date the purchase was made, who the vendor was, you know, if it's Office Depot or uh, anything like that, that would be the vendor. Um, and then the amount and then making a note of what that purchase was for. Uh, because at the end of the year, what you would need to do is separate out which purchases were office supplies, which purchases were software, which purchases were you know, meals or, you know, if you took a client out for coffee, you know, that would be considered a meal. Um, that would be the most important thing would be to keep all of track of all of those expenses. And then on that same Excel in a new sheet, you can keep track of your invoices and what money is coming in. Mm. Those that would be the, the very basics, the bare minimum of what you could do to keep track for yourself. Those are great tips. And Morgan, would you suggest, um, I know that I do this, I scan in my receipts just to have that backup documentation. Is that a good thing to do? Is that, a, a, do you think that it is a necessity to do? Yes, uh, whether you're scanning it in or keeping a folder, 
definitely keep copies of everything. Um, in the United States, the IRS can audit seven years back. So you want to have at least seven years of all of your invoices, your expenses, and your income. Um, because that's what they would be looking at when, if you were to be audited. Uh, obviously, digitally is great because it takes up a lot less space. Um, but keeping either either digitally or uh, a hard copy, keeping a folder of all of your receipts would be ideal. And for ease of organization, uh, you know, if you are keeping hard copies, keep them in date order so that it's just easier to refer back to if need be. Okay, these are amazing tips. And I wanna get into the, the digital storage aspect of that because I chat about that a lot. In fact, one of my lives uh, last week was on, are you a digital hoarder? Guilty. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and I cleaned everything up. In fact, my desktop, by the way, looks a lot better. But in, in any event, if you are storing your stuff digitally, it still should be in the same type of format as you're saying, keeping it maybe by um, vendor or by date, making sure that it's on your spreadsheet. I use um, um, a spreadsheet format <laughs> because I, to me, that is simplicity. Mm -hmm. But for other entrepreneurs, for instance, small businesses who are bigger in sense than just, you know, a single entrepreneur, having a go-to program is probably your best option. I understand that, for instance, QuickBooks, that you can have, and please correct me if I'm wrong, you can have a free version of that to a certain extent. No? It's not free. Uh, their lowest option is called self-employed and i believe it's seven dollars a month or i'm sorry if you buy directly through quickbooks the they give a discount for the first three months at seven dollars a month and then it's fifteen dollars a month after that okay so that is a very affordable type of program to have I mean, that's great. The first three months at $7 a month. And then um, <clears throat> after that, $15 a month, definitely yeah. affordable. Now, do you have to be a techno type of whiz to work with that type of accounting software? You, you don't. It is beneficial to, they have lots of free um, kind of training videos and tutorials. And it's very beneficial to utilize those when you're first getting started. Um, I actually started working with a client and the reason she contacted me was because all of her expenses were coming in double. And she thought, I'm, I'm doing everything I, th I thought I was supposed to be doing. Um, back to the receipt storage, when you have a program like QuickBooks or FreshBooks, they allow you to upload your receipt and create an expense based off of that receipt which is a great way to store your receipts and have them all in one place. But what happens is what was happening with her was she was adding the receipt and it was creating an expense. And then the bank feed was bringing in the expense as well. So it was duplicating it. So those are just little things that you would could learn um, through their free tutorials 
to make sure that you're that you're doing it correctly and understand how they feed information in. Um, but yeah, it's it is very user friendly and especially for a small business if you are just doing uh, expenses and um, invoicing there's there's it would be pretty simple to figure out for yourself. Gotcha. But I think in some respects for maybe the entrepreneur who, and, and by the way, everybody in wisdom, I'm pointing to myself. <laughs> um, and that's a funny topic. But for instance, to make sure that that doesn't happen, I think it would be beneficial maybe to have that working relationship with somebody as yourself to say, hey, you know, this is what I'm thinking. These are, this is what my income has been. These are what my expenses has been. I want it set up the correct way. Is that something that you do with your business as well? Yes, it is. Definitely. Uh, I offer like a setup and a quick training to say, you know, here's your normal business practices and how you can, um, import export and and add the expenses in and what you should do at the end of each month type of thing um i do offer that as well as like a quarterly or even a monthly review and just looking through the books making sure that everything is good to go um and and that it's where it should be in order to you know by the end of the year you're everything's organized and when your accountant says okay i need your books you can just send them off and you feel great about it. <laughs> well, exactly. And you don't have that staggered limitation where you're like dragging your feet after the first of the year. Yeah. Getting exactly. stuff together for your tax person. And again, I'm pointing at myself. I'm one of those <laughs> last minute type of people. Hey, I freely, I freely admit that. And I know where <laughs> I will be leaning toward because I think I'm just about at that point. But for small businesses that are, you know, maybe doing a transition, um, have you ever encountered something, and I think this is really important to ask, where maybe somebody has started in QuickBook and, and you had mentioned your client, and that sounds like a simple, well, from your perspective, a simple solution. And I'm sure that was very stressful for her, though, that she was having these duplicate things. Exactly. Have you ever run across something, and I am not pointing to myself, where, <laughs> where it's like, here, do something with this. It's it's a mess. Like, how do you? So you're not only working with, I want to say, simplified um, solutions, but you're also working with very complicated and in-depth problems within something that has already been started within QuickBooks. Yes, definitely. I've I've come across some very complicated situations. Um, I I had a, a different client that was commingling her personal and business expenses between herself and two separate businesses. Um, and there was a total of 12 bank accounts and credit cards that she was using. So that took a lot of a lot of work the way that i kind of the way that i think about it is your bookkeeping it sort of tells a story it tells the story of your business it's like 
this happened and then this happened and then that resulted in this and then this happened this happened that resulted in this um but when you put everything together it kind of tells a story so when i come you know when i start working with a new client my my first job is to get an understanding of their story and where they are at that point in time and then i kind of have to rewrite or edit that story so that it makes sense and so that's when i start working with a new client that's the first thing that i do is i just get a grasp of what their operations are what they offer to their customers what um you know not how much their expenses are necessarily but are they do they have a lot of expenses especially I think for some online businesses, your expenses are fairly low. You know, that's one of the reasons why a lot of us go into being an entrepreneur is because we can with a really low overhead. So it helps to understand that backstory. And then I can take that and, and move forward from there to get it organized so that it all makes sense. Ah, and I was as you were describing that in the process that you go through, I was thinking you're you're not only a bookkeeper, but you're the copy editor. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and that is really important to orchestrate to have all of your information simplified. So when it does come time for tax time, it's not so stressful. What would you say, and, and I know that we're obviously in a, a very similar type of business. I, however, don't do bookkeeping for my business. I'm a virtual assistant and creative project manager and podcast manager, but you were a social media manager, correct? I was a website designer. What, what, okay. I, I knew it had something to do with that. Yes. So, and I, and I do still do that some on the side. <laughs> all right. So you have some not very technical knowledge, which I'm sure has kind of really helped you out through all these, you know, working from your, a single client to maybe a small business that, you know, all their stuff is like, ah, haywire. Yeah. It is definitely helpful to have an understanding, especially when I'm working with online businesses because I, I, I am an online business. I've been an online business. So I kind of understand that backstory a little bit. Um, and that's helpful. And in addition to that, I have worked in person in, um, small businesses doing bookkeeping for more than 20 years. So it's, that has given me a, a good understanding of what the needs are for those different types of businesses. And Morgan, when people are preparing for their taxes and making sure that everything is in order, do they often ask you about deductions? Does that question come up? It's funny, it doesn't come up a lot, but it's always something that I am communicating to them. Um, a lot of people kind of confuse the bookkeeper role and the accountant role um your accountant really should just be reviewing for accuracy and filing your taxes um when you separate the role of bookkeeper and accountant ac accountants are quite costly per hour compared to a bookkeeper and so when you give your books to your accountant they're going to start reviewing it they're going to come back and they're going to talk about those deductions 
that you could be taking. Um, so something that I do with my clients and something that's a big focus for me is watching for those types of deductions as I'm preparing their books so that the accountant doesn't have to do it. And that in turn saves the client money um, because the accountant's hourly fee can be pretty high. Um, sure. So, you know, the difference between um, purchasing items that you are going to turn around and sell to your customers, that would be considered a cost of goods sold versus purchasing, um, you know, office supplies, papers, and pens. That's just a direct expense. And expenses are automatically deducted from your total income. Okay, that makes total sense and really puts that into perspective as well. And I know, for instance, when I go into Office Depot or whatever it may be, you know, keeping in mind that even something as pretty as this, my butterfly post-it note, <laughs> which I use for business, yes, it's pleasant to look at and I love it, but would be a tax deduction. Basically. Yes. Yes. And then also the difference between office supplies and office equipment. If you bought a new computer and it was a thousand dollars, you if you took that thousand dollar expense one year. So let's say you took that expense in the year 21 in the year 22. You don't have as many expenses, so you don't have as many write offs. So you're going to pay more in taxes for that year versus you buy that computer in 21 and you depreciate it over time. So your deductions are, are equal over that period of time. So you're, you can kind of anticipate what your taxes are going to look like better than if you just took it all at once. Okay. So for instance, when I bought my Mac, which I'm on right now was the end of 2020 right at the end so they i remember him asking me my accountant specifically about that which you know that was when he prepared my taxes in 2021 for 2020 then right. of course i just purchased a, a new laptop so that obviously would go on my expenses for this year what what are some of the most and this may seem like a crazy question, but I got to ask it. What are some of the most crazy things that you have seen for a tax deduction? Or, you know, maybe somebody was like, yeah, this is a tax deduction, but it really isn't. Have you ever run across anything like that? Um, <clears throat> yes, I'm trying to put this properly. <laughs> Uh oh, <laughs> um, because you know our our uh, there's there's a lot of gray areas. Let's let's put it that way. Um, you could. And by the way, everyone, she has a smirk on her face. So. <laughs> She's thinking very hard. Uh, in in the best way to explain this you know, let's say uh, uh, you have a client who's actually also a friend and you go out to dinner together. Um, 
that would be a gray area. Is that a business expense or is that a personal expense? Hmm. Um, some of that is is a discretion decision, um, and depends on how you kind of tell that story. If that makes sense. Yes, it does. And and I just want to say that the discretion aspect is duly noted. <laughs> Heck, Here, that's oh, not a different conversation, right? Yes. Okay. So I do have a perfect example. Awesome. Um, I had a client who wanted to purchase a new camper. Um, I live in Colorado. We do a lot of camping here. Um, now, if that person decided to make that camper their home office, you can deduct it. Now, what the, the requirements would be, would be that you would have to prove the amount of time that that item is a home office versus the amount of time that that is a recreational vehicle. Ah, I see what you're saying. So that's the gray area. And sometimes that gray area is really kind of hard to prove, uh, to prove otherwise, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. Um, you know, for instance, I remember having this discussion again with my accountant uh, this past year, and I had mentioned kind of in passing, oh, yeah, I moved my uh, office from upstairs in the house to downstairs. And he said, well, did the square footage of your office change? And I'm like, what does that have to do with it? Like, I <laughs> yeah. wasn't understand where he was going with that. Right. And the square footage matters because yes. of the, um, you know, electricity, so forth, so on. That kind of ties in with all of that. Yes. And it definitely, it does matter. Um, you can, you, if you have a home office, you can absolutely write off the expense of mortgage, electricity, um, gas, your, you know, all of your utilities, even your internet service, but you can only do it to a portion of your entire square footage. And that's, again, is a, is sort of a gray area because how do you prove how many square feet you, you can, I mean, you can put it on paper. This is how many square feet my home is. This is how many square feet my office is. This is the percentage, blah, 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 blah. Um, the city that I live in, in fact, to get a business license, if you are a home office, they want a blueprint of your home and they want to see specifically what area of your home is your home office before they will consider it to be a business. Gotcha. So, so uh -huh. and, and a lot of municipalities have a lot of different rules about stuff like that. And those are things that you have to do your research on. And truly those are things that the accountant does, should know, should look into and help you figure out. Gotcha. But it's nice to know on, on your side and even my side, it's nice to know to watch for those expenses because I can give you a heads up and say, we can we can use this and this and this as an expense we can't use this and this and this as an expense gotcha so the funny side of bookkeeping is that we have dis determined i'm cracking up here <laughs> myself up. i can't help it that impression <laughs> and square footage matters mm -hmm. 
But in all seriousness, those are really important things. So as our listeners on wisdom may be um, writing some notes down, which would be great, these would be some great questions to ask your accountant. Yes. Even things like your mileage. Um, as you know, somebody who works from home, you probably don't even think about your mileage being something that you can write off as an expense. But if you're using your personal vehicle to go to the office store, the office supply store and purchase supplies, then you can use that mileage as an expense and as a write-off. Um, if you, uh, once again, if you're going to meet a client for at their office or going to meet them for coffee or whatever, that's an expense to your business. Yeah, and th those are, again, very important to keep track of. Along with, um, I know that you had mentioned, <coughs> excuse me, QuickBooks, you had mentioned something else, free, free books? Fresh books. Fresh books, I'm sorry. Uh -huh. It's, it's a, it's another accounting software. Um, I, FreshBooks is, I believe that it's designed to be more user-friendly than QuickBooks. Um, but for somebody who's worked in QuickBooks and, and, you know, kind of has a larger overview, it can be more complicated for me because I want to see the big picture and FreshBooks, they, are really aimed at the entrepreneur or solopreneur that's doing their own books. So they really have tried to simplify it as much as possible, but they offer a lot of the same things that QuickBooks does. They, you know, you can bring in your bank feed. So you're not manually entering all of your expenses and, and income. Um, you can send out invoices through there. Uh, you can get paid, be, uh, be paid through FreshBooks from your clients. And you can also upload your receipts to match the expense in FreshBooks. So it is a it is a user friendly program, and they also offer free training and stuff. So it's those are the two that I work with directly, um, and I would highly recommend either one of them. They're they're both great. Um, and as far as cost goes, it depends on which um, which which levels you go with. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the base level for both of them is very comparable. Hmm. That is really good to know for those um, do-it-yourselfers, but entrepreneurs that really want to um, educate themselves on how to use that type of application software in case they want or need to learn it, that would be a good base for them, something that's relatively simple simple to work with yeah what what would you say is a question or maybe a comment that you hear all the time that you're like oh my gosh that would benefit one of my other clients like does something always come up for you um typically the, the biggest one is um how to save on credit card processing fees. Ah. I think that that is a concern for all of us. Uh, if, if you're even through Square or um, even Venmo wants to charge you now to receive money from clients, and that is an expense to your business. And 
can be very costly. So it's something that I, a lot of people are always asking me is how do I save on my credit card expenses? Because you don't necessarily want to roll that over and charge the customer for it. You can, um, but sometimes it's kind of in poor tastes and people get a, you know, they have bad taste in their mouth when somebody says, here's your price, but here's your, your credit card processing fee. Um, there are ways to get it to 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 lower your processing fees um but through any of the the major uh i don't even know what, what you would credit card processors square paypal um the fresh books that i was referring to they use a program called WePay, and i believe they charge 10 percent whoa it's it's that's a lot and maybe it's not 10 percent. i don't know it's a lot <laughs> well but there are, yeah, in any, yeah it's it's an important expense of the business that maybe you know that is when considering looking at those different types of things that they would want to look at what their credit card processing fees are um, yes. I want to welcome everyone again that is listening live on Wisdom. We have quite a few listeners on, and I want to thank you so much for being here today. And does anyone on Wisdom have a question for Morgan? Um, yeah. She would uh, love to answer that as we're chatting away here. So please don't hesitate to um, come up. We have time for uh, one person if they have would like to come up and ask her a question about her services. So Morgan, when you started your business, you obviously have to have a love in, in for numbers. Yes. What was it that you said, oh my gosh, I love accounting? Because that's not something <laughs> that you hear people say. No. It's kind of funny. I don't, I don't know where my love of numbers comes from. I've always been that person that like you know, somebody could say, well, this is my phone number and it instantly sticks in my mind. Um, numbers just have always stuck with me. I love working in Excel. <laughs> like I love working in QuickBooks. Um, I, as I said, I, I have been in bookkeeping for, for more than 20 years. And then I decided I wanted to learn to do web design. So I did that for about five years and I, I kind of came to a point that I was like, I'm just, it just doesn't feel right. Like you can just, you feel it, you feel it in your gut. But even while I was doing web design, I was still doing bookkeeping for um, small businesses. Like I was going into their office and doing bookkeeping. And I had been working with uh, my business coach and some other people and somebody, the, the idea of flow, kept coming up in conversation and where do you feel like you're in flow where do you feel like you like you're in the exact right place at the exact right time and it dawned on me that when I felt that when I could lose an entire day of like not ever looking at the clock is when I was doing bookkeeping and I was like you know I'm just gonna dive right into this <laughs> because I know how to do it. I enjoy doing it. And, you know, let's just 
see what happens. And that is amazing because, you know, and that so resonates with me when you say in the flow, because you mm -hmm. really need to be in the flow. And, you know, as I've stated over and over again, I, I love what I do. I don't consider it work being right. the host of three podcasts and, you know, niching down to where I am the most creative. That's where I feel the the flow happening. Right. My gosh, this has been such an amazing conversation. Morgan, yeah. where can our viewers and listeners get in contact with you? Um, my website is uh, baneberrybookkeeping.com. That's B-A-N-E-B-E-R-R-Y bookkeeping.com. Um, and I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, it's B it's Baneberry Co. B-A-N-E-B-E-R-R-Y-C-O. <laughs> all right. And um, I will make sure, of course, that all that gets yeah. the show notes. Yes. Uh, but yeah, at any time, my email is morgan at baneberryco.com. So any, any questions, anything, I'm happy to help. I actually also can offer a discount through QuickBooks and FreshBooks. Um, oh. And I can offer discounted credit card processing through QuickBooks as well. Wow, that is amazing to know. Did you hear that, everyone? Um, Morgan is able through her affiliate to offer discount on QuickBooks and, and Fresh. Fresh books. books, yep. But with QuickBooks, the also with the credit card processing. Yes. Okay, that is amazing. Oh my gosh. Hmm, we have to have another discussion and it should be sometime <laughs> soon. Yes, um, definitely. I can't thank you enough for your invaluable information today, providing such value really gave me um, a lot more insight, um, what I need to do, should do, or hand it over kind of thing. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for being on my podcast today, Truly Your BA. Thank you, Janice. This has been awesome. I appreciate the opportunity to to talk numbers. <laughs> you are so welcome. So Facebook, we are going to sign off for now. And remember that Truly Your VA is all about the connection, collaboration, and helping you as an online entrepreneur be productive, creative, and do what you love to do. My name is Janice, the host of Truly Your VA. And today I was truly admired and respected and so respect this young, beautiful lady that is on with me today. Absolutely amazing. Thank you so much, everyone, and have a great day. Thank you.